Good morning and welcome to the new media show. My name is Todd Cochran. I want to welcome you to the, the podcast. Of course, I want to say warm welcome to my co-host, Mr. Rob Greenlee. Good morning, Rob. How are you? Good morning, Todd. It's great to be back on the show. That's Doing right. It again, we love talking about this stuff. Yeah, bring ne- it on. And next weekend, we're going to be uh, we're going to be hanging out with a bunch of cool cats in Orlando, Florida, for uh, Podfest. I know it's going to be like eighty degrees down there. It's going to be like uh, the weather you normally have, but for me, it's it's special. Rob, you, you, <laughs> you don't want to know what I'm wearing right now. I mean, of course, I'm wearing a nice polo shirt, but I'm wearing uh, gym shorts. Oh my goodness! Because <laughs> as soon as this show's over, that's where I go. I'm going to the gym, so I just got to change shirts, change into a t-shirt, and and rock. But anyway, so so are you on a workout routine now? Are you? Uh... Yeah, I'm going rocking the gym these days. Yeah, I'm going five days a week, and you know my my fat butt. I'm trying to. The goal is to lose twenty to thirty pounds over the next year, and so we'll see what happens. You know, sure. and I'm not. You know, I'm not like going all the way to do anything stupid, like going on some you know urine urine diet or something like that. You know? <laughs> it just, no, it's gonna be just. You know, I'm just trying to watch what I eat, with yeah. the exception of last night. My wife took me to. Uh, where do we end up? Oh, some Japanese restaurant, and I did not have the healthy decision choices. <laughs> so yeah, yesterday was uh, uh, a little bit off track, but hey, that's the way it is. But anyway, yeah, we uh, we got an email, an interesting email, <laughs> and it was yeah. from it was from a one of these. You could tell someone had made an email because it was like. EFG two four comma period explanation. You know, it was a made up email, and uh, I essentially was in a one sentence. I was advised not to share the serious podcasting app application or whatever it is link, and uh, didn't thought, say who they were or anything. No, was just uh, no, encouraged not to. So it, it was like. If you do, wow. we'll bring the lawyers down on you or maybe. But anyway, um, someone was listening. And those of you that didn't listen all the way to the end of the show last week, you're saying, what the heck are they talking about? So and we actually kind of goofed up. We had the big, biggest breaking news of the month and we, uh, we we put it at the end. We weren't planning very well, were we? Well, you know, it's it gets people to listen all the way to the end. Or it's either that or they, they just fast forward all the way yeah. <laughs> to the end. Yeah. But uh, long story short, um, it, it appears <coughs> that Sirius is... Sirius. Uh, Sirius. <laughs> they still call it XM, Sirius XM. But anyway, Sirius yeah. is... Yep. Uh, looks like they're going to be jumping in the podcasting space. And they have a public-facing, right now, no password required, website that uh, certain people are being given access to to uh, be able to apply to have their shows on some sort of platform whether it be a website or an app i think it was mainly an app i think it's an app yeah it looked like an app to me too and i was reading through the you know i went through all the steps except for hit submit (laughs) i was reading the you know the um their uh, disclaimers and um it 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 does say in their app that they're going to run ads between content. Yeah. Um, it doesn't say anything about revenue share at all. 
but um, it doesn't look like people are going to be required to change their internal content. So it looks like you'll still be able to potentially run advertising your show. So, yeah, you can submit your RSS feed just yeah. like you know you can with iTunes or anything like that. So, uh, it's 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 one of those things that uh, they're probably figuring out as they go along. They're sending out personal invitations right. to certain shows. Yeah, that's what it uh, appears to be what they're doing, and um, they're they're trying to recruit content to get them get a base catalog. I, I'm sure built which is kind of a normal thing that you would expect for something like this. But uh, I don't, I don't, you know, it's hard to say what the direction of this is or even if it's going to be significant. But it is certainly interesting that uh, these guys are getting involved. Um, I do have to say that uh, the XM and Sirius folks have been dabbling with podcasting for many years, um, more from the content side. So this is what's really different here is that they're getting into it from a distribution side or a redistribution side might be a better way of saying it. Right. Um, so we'll see. I mean, it's always great to have another big player in the space. Um, the danger is that big player kind of bumbles their way through it because they don't understand the medium. Um, there, there's always a risk of that. We've seen that happen in the past too. So it would be advisable that they that those folks talk to people in the podcasting space to maybe get a little help, get a little suggestion, reach out to the community and, and uh, talk to us. We don't, we don't really want to be adversaries no. here or anything like that. So it's, it's, it's really all, you know, it's up to you um, and how you want to approach the, the podcasting community. It would be advisable and Todd, I'm sure you'll agree that uh, being, being careful on how you approach this community is advisable. Um, Things can get out of control for you if they if it isn't done properly. And you don't want to do this the way iHeart has done it, you know. And I yeah. think with the app, with the, uh, you know, with the um, with the public facing website, and it looks like they've got the ability for people to go in and submit. To me, mm -hmm. that is okay. They've 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 learned one one thing at least. Yeah, you know. Right. So and hopefully, whoever's advising them, I had a call from a <laughs> some guy uh, earlier in the week. He wanted to, you know, he's was business call and he wanted me to sign an NDA. And I said, I don't sign NDAs because I'm exposed to a lot of stuff and we're working a lot of projects and I sign an NDA and you tell me something and you know, it causes all kinds of conflicts. And so we got on the phone and the first thing I said to him, I says, listen, I said, if you're working for Sirius, the cat's already out of the bag. And he said, no, I'm not working for Sirius. <laughs> 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 so I thought, okay, that, that, uh, that, that's clear. Uh, I was hoping actually he would say, oh man, how did you find out? That's what I was hoping he would say, but, uh, no, he didn't. So, <laughs> well, when you send emails out to podcasters, um, soliciting their content, uh, word is going to get out. Yeah, folks. I yeah. mean, it's just how it works in yeah. this space. It you is. can't keep it quite like that, no. especially if you have a public facing website right. that's easily accessible to anyone. It's just knowing the address. That's uh, right. You're kind of setting yourself up. <laughs> and it is kind of a weird address, but, you know, it's... Yeah, it is. And you Well, know, it's like one of those project something, you know, yeah, things, yeah. right? <laughs> but anyway, we... Uh, so, it, I know the serious folks are listening, at least, or someone that thinks they know something about serious is listening. <laughs> Come on, we'd love to have you on the show. I'd uh, love to have a talk with you when you're ready to talk and uh, share your plans and what you're going to do and 
how you're going to be competing in the space and you know what you're going to what the what the goal is and uh, we we definitely want to have you on because we we you might as well come on here first cuz this is we broke it for you so <laughs> and we'll, mm, we broke it for you yeah yes. we broke the news you know so they <laughs> I know I know the cats out of the bag well, and also I think, um, I mean, if you want to be involved in like maybe podcast movement or anything like that from a, I mean, I, I, I make recommendations to podcast movement folks about, uh, panel topics and, and I'm going to be putting some panel sessions together again this year and would love to get, you know, a representative from Sirius involved somehow and sharing what you guys are doing with the community. It's a great place to do it. So, I mean, take up Todd's um, ask here and come on the show and talk about what you're doing. If you're ready to do that, maybe you're not ready to talk about it yet. Well, Daniel says, wouldn't it be funny if the person who broke the serious news is the same person who broke the NDA with Apple New York times? Well, this, there was no NDA for serious just so we're clear. It was an email not that we've only. seen. No, yeah. it was, it was an email only. So yep. trying, trying to go after, you know, the higher end spectrum of, uh, podcasting content is what it was so uh which is a common thing that that you know media companies that get get into the space do spotify done the same thing um they're gonna fill in they're gonna put the top they're gonna go top down yeah exactly yeah the 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 most popular shows will be added first and and then it will go down from there but like you said todd it was they had a website that had a form that you would submit your RSS feed just like you would with I, I iTunes. I was so tempted to hit submit, Rob. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know why you couldn't do it, right? Uh, well, that, I mean, you're going to get in trouble for that? Well, no. Well, I don't know. You know, I'm. The, people can be, you know, they they could hold it against you. So I'm I'm not yeah, going to well, submit it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I, I I suppose that. That certainly is true. And part of the reason why companies do this too is um, maybe their infrastructure isn't, uh, right. hasn't been tested at scale. And they might be in a, you know, just a low end server doing testing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And certainly that could be one of the reasons why they don't want us to, to share the link because then maybe they're not ready to have that number of influx of submissions mm-hmm. come into their catalog. I mean, I, I went through it at Microsoft. I mean, it was, you know, it was a concern putting the, you know, submit public submissions out there and, uh, there's 300,000 shows you're going to get, you know, you're not going to get that many cause it's hard to reach 300, these 300,000 podcasters. So, you know, and, and I've easy. had, you know, just based on what we do, I think we're crawling 360 some thousand shows every two hours now or something like that and updating, mm-hmm. you know, that in order to do that, you know, it used to take us like six hours to mm-hmm. crawl a hundred thousand shows or something like that. But now we're, we've got smart and the only way you figure out how to crawl and update your directory is by trial and error and having stuff fall over and fail and, um, being able to figure out what to do with the, you know, the bad feeds that are out there. And, you know, it's, it's not easy to build a, you know, you can buy, you can build an inefficient crawler, um, you know, pretty easily. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and that, that crawler might, might take two or three days to crawl all the, um, all those shows. And for some folks that that's enough, you know, that's, that's fast enough. But when we're trying to stay current, you know, we're, we're, you know, we're updating 
probably is faster, faster than iTunes is these days. Um, you know, it's, it's just a matter of, uh, you know, of, of getting that down where you're, and you, and what you learn is, you know, some, uh, you know, some shows have got, uh, 500 episodes in their feeds and they haven't learned yet that, you know, 299 is really the max and, um, that you should have. And so, you know, you just have to learn to accommodate to folks that just don't follow the rules mm-hmm. or has a feed that, you know, takes a little longer to load. So did you get on the, uh, the, the call this week, uh, with the syndicated media I was, folks? I was busy. I did not. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I hopped on it for a while. But did you see Dave Weiner responded to their announcement about their Berkman center? No, I didn't see yeah, that. Yeah. He, he posted a tweet and, uh, was it, Dave, Dave, Dave was Dave. <laughs> and, um, let me read it to you. It said, uh, uh, let me back here and find it. They someone delete it? Did they delete the? Or did he take it down? Maybe Dave took it down, but maybe there was a post in the actual. Oh shit! So let me look at the other. Or maybe I'm in the wrong chat room here. Well, basically, Dave's uh, in essence said that the. Uh, Spec doesn't live anywhere, and say they had not. They put a um, an announcement together for a an event uh, to be held at Berkman Center, and it basically is three days or two and a half days or something like that of you know coding and coming up with ideas. And um, okay, Dave said <clears throat> you're gonna love this. This is bogus. RSS is not host in, housed anywhere. Whoever's behind this at Berkman should get in touch with me. Thanks. Mm, <laughs> and it, yeah. and it, it referred to Syndicated's media announcement of this uh, event at Berkman Center. So, you know, I, you know, I, I, the, the Syndicated media group so far, obviously, they're working um, openly. But the problem, the little problem I have, the only concern I have at this point is Syndicated.media's own by someone and I that works for some company. I don't know if it's PRX. Um, exactly. I asked for clarification on that and, and really did not get it. But, uh, you know, if you're going to start putting together specs for the community and to put them on a website and to publish those specs on a website that is, if this is going to be a community spec, quote unquote, and you're going to put this on a public website, then this syndicated media stuff needs to become a 401c nonprofit. Yeah. He's not willing to do that. Well, then I don't know if I can get behind, um, you know, uh, this because there's, there's some issues here. If you want to be open, um, you understand where my concerns coming from, Rob? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I was on that call and oh, you were. And it seemed like they were. I, it seems like the guy's coming at it from from a genuine perspective, and it's he's looking for community engagement. He wants to attract more people, but I think it's great to attract 
as many people as possible here. But I also am a little concerned that it could become a little unwieldy. Um, if you, if you get everyone providing input on this, Mm -hmm. I don't know how you make decisions on things. And it's Um, true. But Daniel says it's, is not trying to be a central home for RSS. No, they're trying to extend RSS. Yeah. And publish extended RSS specs that they are going to try to get consensus to get the industry to agree to. And they're going to put, put that spec on a syndicated.media site that is not owned by the community. Yeah. It may, it may be minutia, but what, what caused the association of download of media to fail? You know, it was battling agendas, battling agendas. Yeah. And here, you know, we've already, you know, Angela's already kind of gave up, um, because stuff that he has suggested has just been discounted and he's like, you know, and in some stuff, he's like, they don't know what they're talking about. So, you know, and I have my dev that's, you know, trying and, and then is like, okay, I'll, you know, I'll check in once in a while and not taking it serious. Um, because, you know, we brought this up to them and they, they definitely don't like the idea of going nonprofit. No. I'll chip in money well, to help them go nonprofit. Well, I mean, it's, it's a complex process. Um, that's, that's part of the reason, but there's but, no money in the game yet. So yeah, that's right. It's easy. There's no, no membership, um, dues on this mm-hmm. organization or anything like that. So yeah. it's going to have to come from, you know, donations or they're going to have to, I don't know where, where that's going to come from. Um, but I do think that one of the things about trying to change RSS is that I think we all have to get really clear what the, where's the goalpost on this? Mm-hmm. Um, what's trying to be accomplished? What are we, why are we even doing it? Um, I would say that, you know, generally RSS is not a broken no. standard at this point. I'm not sure what the, what the goal is. Um, I think that's important to establish first. They, did they um, st- talk about this blockchain of wanting a master directory that everyone could pull from? I don't remember. Yeah. I wasn't on the whole call. I was only on toward the end. So I may have missed something. So I'm not sure. I mean, is that what uh, you had heard? So that's something they're working on. And, you know, I kind of laugh because OPML fills, would fill that solution, you know, without having to, and I I don't, maybe OPML and blockchain blockchain are the same thing. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, the way we built directories and the way we built directory listings before is is an OPML format, which Mm -hmm. is well established. And yeah. for those of you that don't know, just Google it. Um, it's basically just an XML format that right. creates a list. Right. It's just a list of um, links or whatever. Yep. Yeah. So, okay, so where does that reside? And who manages the influx and the, you know, managing, just just managing and updating and keeping current the listings is going to be someone's full-time job, you know, because if, you know, if you let podcasters go in there and just submit their stuff, <laughs> you know, where there's an RSS feed, you're going to get an iTunes link and, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be, uh, uh, it's going to be a mess. So, yeah, yeah you know, in they're worried about Apple shutting off the, uh, API access to their directory. 
And I just, I find it incredible that there's so many apps today that if Apple closed their, mm-hmm. their API, they'd be done. Boom. You know, their app would not work. And I just, no. I, it scares me. You know, it's a, I, that's one of the reasons why we don't, we don't go through Apple's API at all. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you never, I mean, that, that would be an easy thing for them to turn yeah. off. Boom. You get, you get a couple of users, someone that's not, not been doing very much coding and is hitting that site too often, they say, then, man, this is ridiculous. Either they throttle that person, and I think they have in the past throttled individuals, or they just shut it out for everyone. That would be good for them from a competitive perspective to turn it off. Yeah. Um, Because there are a lot of apps that are using that as a source that are getting pretty popular. Yeah. Um, And if Apple wanted to capture market share back again, that would be a pretty simple thing to do of course they would be i don't know that a lot of podcast listeners realize where that listing is coming from so if they turned it off i'm not sure that i mean word would spread right oh yeah but uh i just don't know really how much of a big impact that that would have on negative blowback on apple i don't know i don't know what's your thought i'm prepared and we license our directory (laughs) there you go You can either get a mass download once, you know, once a week, or you can uh, actively tap the whole system and get the episodes and everything. Um, Daniel does say in the uh, in the chat room they're considering putting on Pearl dot org, uh, p u r l dot org. I'm not familiar with Pearl dot org. Um, Pearl. Then again, okay, so if they put it on Pearl dot org. Once again, you know, who's in control of the account? <laughs> you know, um, yeah. oh, I, oh, it's, it's initiative, the internet archive. So that's maybe that's seems like an a interesting place to put it, but, mm-hmm. um, you, you can create a new domain, I guess that's interesting. So, well, maybe there, you know, um, yeah. I just want to make sure that here's, Everyone may have um, pure, and this is, okay, when, when I talk to people that are like managing and having to put together sessions for podcasting events, um, mm-hmm. the person that is managing those session levels is under extreme pressure to get the lineup right and not piss pe- a bunch of people off. It's a fine line. You have to tap dance and do this walk, right? Yep. yep. And the what I've told anyone that's doing a an event and coming up with a agenda, I tell them everyone that has submitted you a session has an agenda. Everyone. Mm-hmm. And they're like, "What do you mean?" I'm like, "Okay, I'm a company. I want to speak at your event. I'm going to talk about a topic that's." You know, close to my heart. to you, yeah. But I'm, you know, I'm going to not do a pitch. I'm not mm-hmm. going to promote, but I'm going to be mm-hmm. talking about a topic that is part of my agenda and what I want to get the word out and get people trained on. So sure. everyone, and some people have a sinister agenda and some people have, so everyone has an agenda. So, and I understand I'm going to just, you know, I'm giving everyone the benefit of the doubt so far at syndicated media i haven't seen nothing to make me go you know shotgun blasts 
someone in the face, right? And I'm not there at all. But everyone that's part of that group has an agenda. <laughs> everyone. Mm-hmm. You know? And if they say they don't, it's wrong. They do. <laughs> because everyone has certain things that they want to accomplish. Would I love to see our um, our spec that we put together for extending RSS uh, years ago about uh, um, some media elements and that type of stuff get picked up? Absolutely. Is it probably not going to happen because I originated the spec in the first place? Probably not. You know, it may be reformatted in a new, you know, in a new type of listing and have different tags and stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, in the end, would I be happy with that? Yeah, it accomplishes the same thing. Do I have to retool a little bit? Sure. But if I can get mass adoption across mm -hmm. the community, we all win. But yeah. um, so yeah. I think they, so long as everyone is open for discussion and keep talking and there's not, and, and really what's going to happen is those that have an aggressive agenda, those are the ones that are going to get their specs put forth and they're going to bulldog them through. And it's mm -hmm. going to be up to the rest of us to make sure, okay, is this going to be, and I always look at, and I'm sorry, I'm cynical. And, you know, Rob, we've been around this space long enough that I think that's well-deserved, right? Mm -hmm. To, to oh, be yeah. cynical, I'm going to look at everything like with a magnifying glass. I'm going to say, why do they want this? You know, what is the need? Is there is there some ulterior motive? <laughs> Yeah. You know, is there some financial, we all want to, you know, business companies, we want to make money, right? You know, that's, yeah. If, yeah. if you say you're not, you're, you know, go, go work for a nonprofit. <laughs> yeah, that's the whole point, right? Um, yeah, I mean, I think that the, the changing the RSS spec right now, um, any change like that needs to be thought through as to what the motivation is and why to do it. Because, there's nothing to stop somebody from creating another, creating a namespace, right? Right. right so, right. and everything should be done in a namespace that they're going to do. The the 2.0 yeah. spec, podcasters are not in control of that. That is a global specification mm -hmm. used by a lot yeah. more people than podcasting space. Oh yeah, definitely. We, we have so one thing. changing that. <laughs> um, there's never been a a splinter group no. for podcasting with the RSS two spec. So yeah. And that's that's kind of what's also a little concerning about this too is that you make a change like this and it's not widely adopted. It's worthless. Uh, is it going to break something? Well, uh, the, Rob, they don't want to change RSS 2.0, the spec itself. It, you okay. Know, they just want to add create right to consolidate the namespaces, or just do like we did and add a namespace. I, I don't even know if they want to well, consolidate. But you know, I mean, unless it's something that Apple supports and well, and other people support, I mean, it's it's going to be well, virtually worthless. Well, right? that well, here's what we found. Okay, so we come up with this great spec, right? Man, it's yep. going to change everything. You're going to be able to get uh, pop-ups uh, at, at certain time points in a player. You're going to be able to run surveys within the within the episode, and yep. it's all this stuff that we came up with is mm -hmm. a but adoption. Getting adoption is is it's a whole nother situation. So, it what it ultimately is going to backfill into 
is you're going to have, again, people that have agendas because we all have agendas. I have an agenda. Um, it's going to backfill into apps that companies have. And, but, you know, in order to get wide adoption, you know, we found out how difficult it was just to get subscribe on Android uh, off the ground. You know, we're a year and a half into that, almost two years come April, um, 13 apps, you know, 13 Android apps. But, you know, it was a, I mean, it was, I had to pound the emails, reach out, do phone calls, call in favors to get that adopted. Just yeah. to get a simple, like three or four lines of code added to yeah. every piece, every Android app, just like the, I mean, a cut and paste. That's all was needed. Mm -hmm. And um, in two years, I've had to, and I got 13 apps. So who's going to be the bulldog then if they yeah. do this namespace to push for adoption across Spreaker, Libsyn, us, yeah. Podbean, you know, all the big players that are going to be out there that are taking care of podcasters today. Mm -hmm. And if the, if that info is not in the feed, it's not going to help the apps at all. Yeah. And if you do have an intention of changing the RSS spec somehow, um, you know, getting that agreed to again, oh. um, just ask Dave Weiner how, how that's going to work out. I just think that we're in a culture and society now where you can't really get consensus. With, you get more than three people in a room. You can't get no. consensus on anything. It's it's actually a miracle that we even have RSS 2.0. Yeah. And the reason we did is Dave just, that's why Dave is some somewhat not liked in some places. He had to be the ultimate asshole and say, no, it's done. It's locked. This is yeah, it. Bulldog. You had to be a bulldog. He had it. to be absolutely the, uh, and boom, it was done. And we, we should thank you know, people don't realize Adam Curry and Dave Weiner, if they had not added that enclosure tag, this space would not exist in the way it does today. It would not exist. Well, Dave, Dave, when he added that to the RSS2 spec, I don't think he had any idea that no. podcasting was going to be something that no. was going to no happen or take off or anything. Curry put it together. He's like, oh, man, look at that. Bada bing, bada boom. I mean, it's always been in the uh, spec enclosure. I think a lot of people were and, using it uh, more from a document perspective. Yeah. I think is what the idea was. It wasn't media files. Right. So, long story short, um, they're not going to mess with the actual core, set, uh, core RSS spec. They're just going to go after the namespace. And I think that, uh, um, yeah, it's it's going to be difficult, but we'll see. You know, I'm you know I'll try to support as much as I can, but I'm going to be, you know, uh, sleeping with one eye open at the same time too. <laughs> I mean, I would, Todd. I mean, I would like to actually talk to Dave um, at some point if we could ever get him oh, on the he'll show. He'll never come on the show. I know. I've asked him a couple times um, to actually talk about that RSS two spec, and if he would change it, what would he do? <sighs> Yeah, oh, you know. Rob, Rob, you'd be crucified at the stake if you talk about changing RSS in front of Dave. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it's improving it or adding well, to but it. But anyone can add to it. That's just the problem. No, they... no, I know, but to the actual spec. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. If you add to the spec, then you're going to get a better chance of wider adoption. Right. Um, Is he the guy to bulldog RSS 3.0? Does he even I want that fight? 
I can't think of anybody that would be any better at it. But right, yeah, <laughs> I don't think he's he's going to do it though. I think uh, he, I think that uh, train has left the station for him. But yeah, it's, so- it, it's unfortunate because there there may be needs for a uh, RSS 3.0 spec at some point, and I don't know that we're we're there yet, but it may be coming. So what <clears> we that, and that. That's why it would be very important to talk to Dave about that. So what we should do is, um, after we get back from podcast, is ask one of the syndicated media folks to come on the show and have them on and just hammer on this for 90 minutes. <laughs> well, you know, I think we need to. I think it's, you know, it's, it's there, you know, it's, yeah. it, it's, a, it's a worthy discussion. And, uh, um, you know, I'm sure they're listening to this show. I don't know if they are or not, but if they are, they, you know. But here's the, mm-hmm. here's the key. And I'm just going to say this. If you don't get the majors, all the major, at least, it's, I think you're going to have to get five. I think you're going to have to get you guys, get us, get Libsyn, get Podbean, um, and at least one other indie to all implement whatever's new, you're not going to push the bar. No. You, but you got to get everyone to agree to add this. And there's some stuff that Angela said, I, you know, this is good. This is a good idea. But, you know, I think they're going to have to come to the, you know, and, and again, we're not the only, I don't want to make it sound, but let's be honest, you know, I'm, I'm touching about 85,000 podcasters, Libsyn, I don't know how many. Probably in the thirty to forty range. You know, yeah. I mean, not all those for us. Not all those are customers. We've got you know those. Some of their stats. Some of those are hosting. Some of in you know mm-hmm. uh, some of them are using PowerPress. You're going to have to get all the plugin folks, every plugin uh, uh, mm-hmm. team on board this. So you're going to have to have you know three or four at least of those plugin folks adapt. So because yeah. it doesn't get in the feed unless we allow it to go in the feed. Or someone even, builds, or, or someone yeah, builds and, a new plug, or someone builds an, an yeah. add-on plugin. They could do that. And even adding something like this, it's going to take a couple of years or more yeah. for it to be widely adopted. To be adopted, um, but yeah. adding something is not hard. No, yeah, not at all. But you know, it yeah. brings up an interesting point because you know there was some commentary coming out of uh, Apple, specifically yep. Eddie Q's interview at Code Media Conference. And, um, he did make some comments about podcasting and, you know, I, I think, I think I've publicly said on this show, I would not be surprised if Apple in the podcast.apple.com website does not, I would not be surprised if they did not provide Apple stats to all podcasters. I would not be shocked to see that happen. Mm-hmm. So he, he hinted that they're doing something. Any you know, a lot of a lot of speculation this week on that. There's been a lot of talk um, that I've heard uh, about some sort of a monetization strategy of some sort. I know that's been talked mm. about a lot. Um, what that would look like, I'm not entirely sure, but um, there might be some aspect of this that um, could be moving them more towards, you know, kind of offering premium podcasts. I could see them doing that some point that's not going to be anything that takes away from their their free distribution platform but i can i can see them adding something like that 
Um, I agree with you that around metrics, I think uh, better sharing of usage on the platform, there's probably a limit to what they're willing to do on that. Um, yeah. But I, 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 there's been a lot of pressure on them for many years to, but to e provide a little bit more. But even the stats they provide partners, I think, you know, you come off of they're, our system, what we provide, and then you go to Apple's and it's kind of like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's hard to think that those those stats are very useful in some yeah. ways. Yeah, and, and that's the tough part about it because, I mean, I've seen those stats too, Todd, and I've got a couple of networks that um, I have access to. And it's great to have that stuff, but, you know, I look at them and I, I kind of wonder if they're really, I hate to say this, but how accurate they are. I don't know. Well, I, you know, I would take some screenshots and then dummy them down so that no one can see the the associated numbers, maybe we ought to do that at some point so people can actually see what they look like. Yeah. And also Apple, I mean, is Apple supporting kind of the, the standard way that you, you uh, filter against or you know, That's, episode requests. You never I don't know. know right? I don't know because you know, they could, well in the iOS app, there shouldn't have to be any, filtering ios app plays will be pretty pure those will be pretty i don't think you have to worry about bots affecting the app no no as far as that goes but you know what's their metric around counting uniques um, uh what's you know what's what's considered a unique download what's considered i mean if you click play mm -hmm. and then what's it's, the duration between clicking play on an episode from a unique ip just a lot of things like that. We, we, we just don't know how, how Apple is um, counting. Right. So, so I don't know. We'll see what they, what they bring to market. You know, I, I don't think that there's, there's a niche of folks that want to provide premium and to order in order to really make premium successful, you need to have a pretty significant audience. Um, so as far yeah, as the monetization, but if it's easy to subscribe right. on a, into a paid podcast on, on iTunes, I think, uh, there could be, it's not going to be a billion dollar business for no. them, but it could be some revenue for iTunes. If they do a revenue wow. share on advertising on pre-rolls, I think they, they could, I think they'll they clean could, up. They could do that. Um, I, I think they will clean up if they do that. I think some companies will go flat out of business like, It'll be devastating if they do that mm -hmm. because, well, but keep in mind, Apple's not an a advertising company though. They, That's the other thing that I just it, don't, th there's no re real examples of them doing this and being successful at anything like this. I don't have the Apple, what is their equivalent of where you pay unlimited to get streaming audio? I, I don't, I don't subscribe to that. Anyone that does, it's in the chat room. Do they play ads in that at all? Is there any ads in that where you, you know, you play, you know, nineteen ninety five or whatever it is and you get the full access to their entire library of media? Does anyone know? Uh, Are you talking about their music subscription? Yeah, yeah. Is there, is there ads played in the music subscription system or you get ad-free experience? I would think it's ad-free. I'm not, I'm not sure. I don't subscribe, so I'm not sure. Yeah. So, but it would surprise me if, if it was an ad-supported model. From those guys. Well, you pay, I think if you need to pay for Pandora, you still get ads. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's I true. think so, at least. Or less, fewer ads, but I think you still get ads. 
maybe I'm wrong too because I don't pay for Pandora. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I do, but my kids listen to it. I don't. That's a good question. Well, so we'll see. So they're working on new features. Um, okay. I in you know, uh, Steve and some of the other guys. I you know, <laughs> uh, Rob and I would uh, you know love to sign an NDA and come in and talk to you guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I've been in yeah. there uh, more than a few times. Yeah, um, but usually not under an NDA from them to talk about you know future plans of iTunes. <laughs> oh no, no. As far as that goes, no, no. But there's certainly all sorts of discussion about lots of uh, lots of other things. So and I I wonder if they're going to be at Podfest. We should we should reach out to Steve and James and see if they're going to. I would think probably not. Would be my guess. I'm not sure. It's we'll have to uh, keep an eye out for them. I, I don't know. They usually show know. up kind of incognito. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if you know who they are, it's, yeah, yeah, they're pretty easy to spot, but, right? But if you don't, they can they can kind of swoop in, and you won't even know they're yeah, there. You'll be talking to them, and you won't even know you're talking to the Apple guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think they've uh, hired a new guy or a new person. It could be a woman um, down in Culver City. Uh-huh. Um, I don't. I would imagine by now it's been it's been a couple months. I haven't seen anybody like. At least nobody in the podcasting community said, woohoo, I got hired at Apple. That would probably be like, you know, if it was an existing podcast. They told them that they can't say anything. (laughs) Oh, by the way, you just got hired, but you can't can't tell your podcast friends you've you've been hired. That's right. (laughs) You know, you quietly update your LinkedIn profile and hope someone sees it, right? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Working with Apple Music. That's, uh, let's see what this says. If they have any, um, uh, advertising, huh? Yeah, we didn't, banner builder. We didn't get any feedback in the chat room, so <laughs> hey, those oh, well. of you, you, those of you watching us on YouTube, we're also live at uh, facebook.com forward slash Cochrane C O C H R A N E. You can come over to newmediashow.com forward slash live. You can join the chat room there as well, but a little bit more lively conversation on Facebook. For those of you that are on uh, Facebook right now, we've got uh, quite a few people that are watching the stream on Facebook at this point. So, I mean, on YouTube, excuse me. So, I, I, I guess it's going to be. Uh, we'll have to see what happens here, Rob, with uh, with you, with uh, Apple. I'm, I'm excited. You know, one certain. Oh, I hope they provide hosting and RSS feeds. I'm like, no. I if they did that, I would like probably fall over dead. <laughs> well, I, I also want. Yeah, exactly. I don't know that they're going to do that, but um, it'd be interesting to see if they're going to announce their their own little kind of voice agent box, you know, like a, a like a competitor to Echo and Google Home. Uh, if they're going to come out with something and that could incorporate podcasting capabilities in it, I think they're in for a penny for a pound for the Apple TV. I think, you know, so. And of course, well, that, pod, podcasting has taken a backstage on the Apple TV. If you don't know where to find it now, it's kind of buried down in the weeds. Well, I think the Apple TV is kind of taken backstage in many regards, I think. It's, Apple just hasn't been able to to push the envelope on that. The, um, the only thing I use the Apple TV for is when I actually buy a movie. 
That's the only mm. time I actually use it. When I buy a movie, I know that it's probably relatively safe, that I'm not going to get screwed and have to go buy it again later on. Mm-hmm. But I don't buy movies on, and I probably could do it on Amazon too, but I spend most of my time, excuse me, in the, uh, wow, um, on the Roku or on the Am- Amazon Fire. You know, that's... Uh, that's where I spend the majority of my OTT time. I don't spend it on the Apple TV at all. At all. Mm-hmm. I go in to check and make sure my show's still playing. It works over there and how it looks and if it's formatted right and all that stuff. But that's really the extent of it. So, well, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Yeah. But, yeah, it's definitely a market. All right. Um, let's talk about bridge ratings. <laughs> Oh, yes. Bridge ratings. Yes. I was uh, reading through that earlier today. So I, I tried to read through to make sure that it, to see if this had been paid for by anyone. There doesn't seem to be any disclosures that. Um, no, I didn't see any either. But I did notice a company named a couple of times. So, I, you know, I'm always, I, I don't know, you know, uh, Dave. Dave. So Dave Van Dyke. So do you think this was sponsored or do you think this was just his piece to put out? Well, I think he is trying to come up with uh, research that he can sell to platforms and things like that. Um, So I think what he puts up here is basically just kind of like the the tip of the iceberg of what he's actually done some research on. So this is is a little bit of a teaser to get people to come in and, and get a deeper, deeper analysis. So <clears throat> that's the impression. Actually, I was going to try, try and invite Dave to come on and talk about it. But, oh, I'd love to have but, him on. Uh, yeah, but I wasn't able to get a hold of him in time. Um, but, I mean, it's interesting what he's doing. There appears to be in this this particular study a, a growing propensity to people um, generally out there to listen to podcasts. So people are um, more and more gravitating towards looking at podcasts as something that they would be interested in, um, which I think is a good trend line. Yep. I have to say. So, you know, which means that audience growth, um, seems to be on the table as something that, um, is happening. So, which I think is important to the long term, as we see this, this phase that we were going through, Todd, and you probably agree is a, it's, it's, you know, the last couple of years have been all about content. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't really seen a lot of a lot of uh, breakthrough technology innovations. I mean, other than maybe Alexa and Echo um, that have pushed the envelope on podcasting. But yep. um, what we've seen is an explosion of <clears throat> content, content, all types deals. of content, yep, and quality content. I think that the bar has definitely been raised. A lot of big brands are coming in. Um, a lot of um, very um, community connected. Um, um, names, um, celebrities, uh, what have you, experts that are well-known in their industries have come in and, and created podcasts that I, I think as starting to reach more listeners, which I think was really, really important in the space. Cause I was, I'm, and to some degree, I'm still a little worried that the content growth is outpacing the audience. And once that happens, um, then you start splintering audiences to the point where nobody's getting many listeners to things. And that's when it's kind of the model starts to fall apart. You know, just looking in really my only 
<clears throat> this is, I've done no analysis on this. It's just my, put my thumb up and looking in the wind here. Yeah. Um, I think we're seeing a, a huge uh, influx of new shows. Yeah, um, exactly. Yep. You know, I just look at our new customer numbers. Um, you know, it's like every other week I'm sitting a new, uh, a new record on new customer acquisitions and maybe we're just getting bigger and it's just, uh, you know, it's just a thing happens when you're, as you're getting bigger. I don't know. I don't know what, you know, I don't know if you can say Rob, but I'm, I'm definitely seeing, and if we're seeing a, a big increase, I'm sure every one of the other media companies is as well. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and it's just like, uh, it's, you thinking, okay, is this, this thing going to keep on, you know, you're, you, you, I'm not, I'm like, you know, you breathe because you're like, oh my, you know, at the end of the month, you look at the totals and you're like, wow, we're still, you know, we're still on the upswing here. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty bullish right now. Uh, but again, a lot of new content, but a lot of it's going to fail. Um, you know, we started a thing last year to really try to make sure that the new podcasters got up to a good foot and, and we're talking to every one of our new podcasters and, you know, everything that we can do to make sure that they are, you know, getting up to speed and they don't fail at episode seven. Um, you know, that's, you know, give these shows enough time to get some life into them, but you know, a lot of content coming into the space and, you know, I know you're, you were talking about the deals being made with the, you know, the Panapolis and the Gimlets and those folks, you know, they're going to continue to do those deals. They have to, because that's their business. They're, they're content companies and, uh, they're going to be, it's, it hasn't changed a lot because I was at NAB as an exhibitor a long time ago, uh, right when the Roku first came out, we were, you know, we had, uh, channels 13, 14 and 15 on the Roku so we were really early adopters there and we went to NAB right after that. People were like, what, you know, what's a Roku. Um, but everything that even then people were saying content, 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 we want to buy content. We want to, you, can you supply us content? Can you get his content? So I keep hearing, you know, there's this huge insatiable demand for content. Uh, but there's a lot of content out there and uh, I don't think a lot of people know how to get to all of it. Uh, so I think discovery is becoming a bigger issue than, uh, than it has been in before. Yeah. Cause I get, I'm getting more questions about how to grow your show's listener base than I have in the past. Um, I think people are feeling a lot of pressure, um, as the amount of, like you said, as the amount of content grows. Mm -hmm. Um, we're basically splintering the potential audience base. Um, and that's, that makes it tough for each individual show to be able to scale to amount that they can monetize, uh, if that's their goal. Not every show is trying to monetize. Um, but it's, it just seems like I just don't know for sure, you know, how fast audience overall mm -hmm. audiences, there's no metrics out there that would tell us that other than Apple has that stuff, but they're not sharing overall, you know, listener growth. Yeah. We know how many new shows are coming into Apple every week, but we don't know how many new people listeners. are listening. Yeah. You know, and you know, uh, Rob at Libsyn's published their numbers all the time and talking about the average number of listeners per show. 
Um, our numbers don't skew as negative as his does. Ours are a little, are, are more positive, I guess, from a uh, an average standpoint. But mm-hmm. um, but I also only look at active shows. I don't look at shows that are, you know, have are dead sixty days. You know, anything that's I, I don't look at dead shows. I look at new shows or shows that are actively con- contributing or making content. Yeah, I think Rob uh, has put it out there many times that what the the median average number of listeners or downloads or whatever to a particular podcast, I think it was like 165, yeah, yeah, something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. Um, so if you look at it from that perspective, you know, is that number declining or is that number increasing? I think his number has been going up. Has it? Yeah, I, okay. don't quote me on that, but, you know, it hasn't gone up much if it has. Mm-hmm. But we, you know, essentially, and I should run this. I've talked about it a few times, and all I got to do is push a button to get the numbers. So I, I should pull it and and get the get the average. But the, um, you know, we look at shows that are more active, like a sixty days. How many shows have produced yeah. the content in the past sixty days, and what's their audience size? So, yeah, I think at the next state of podcasting panel, like at Podcast Movement, we should really drill in on that if we can yeah. just to get an idea of what's happening on the audience side. Cause we talk a lot about the content side and how many shows and mm-hmm. the genres and stuff, but we don't talk about the listener side very much. You know, and what these new podcasters do too is, you know, their circle of influence is obviously they're going to have their, their core circle, family, friends, mm-hmm. people that they know, they're all going to, all those folks are going to know and, and learn about podcasting because this new show is doing that. So just from that essence alone, because you know, the, 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 the podcaster is going to tell grandma about it. Grandma's going to be like, I don't understand it, but you know, maybe the podcaster is going to help grandma get subscribed so she can listen. And grandma's going to tell other grandmas and, and, and the moms are going to tell their moms. So you're going to have this, you, you just because we're having a number of new shows come on board, we're going to see, the knowledge base increased because I, th- I truly think what happens, and this is true for my mom. My mom's been listening to my show for many, many years, but from, well, from the beginning, obviously she listens to every episode that I do. She is now without my input, expanded her listening um, significantly across a number of shows that she has seeked out and discovered herself. And she's told her friends. So, mm-hmm we will it's it's kind of the slow way to grow it but mm-hmm. it's a lot of interconnecting circles there and i think we're going to get growth just you know no matter what based upon these new shows coming on board yeah that's true i mean uh great new shows can attract listeners to the medium uh and that that may be what's going on and i think dave van dyke from the the bridge ratings thing i think he's He's emphasizing that as well, I think, to some degree. I'm, I'm scanning through his our, our research here, but he does point out the the voice-activated platform of Echo from from the Amazon folks mm-hmm. as a key driver of the future of the growth of this this particular medium. I don't know about and, that, but go, yeah. Well, I I mean, if you think holistically about what Echo is, I mean, not Echo, but um, the Alexa platform is right, probably right, the better right, thing right, to focus right, right. on. Um, that's going to be integrated into cars. It's going to be integrated into um, all all sorts of devices that make sense for this kind of thing. Um, and it's uh, it could just make it easier to get access to the content. 
I don't know about the, you know, when you think about Alexa and you think about Echo and these devices, I don't know that it necessarily solves the discovery problem necessarily. I think it solves the access oh, maybe. problem. Maybe. Yeah. So how do you promote a podcast on a voice activated platform like this? Well, it's it has to, to the, be it, promoted outside of the platform. Well, it has right? to be promoted on the podcast by the podcaster. Mm-hmm. You know, and or, or in the media or in other ways, right? Word of mouth. You know, and kind of this is what I say in my regular show, um, and it's it, and I have it scripted. I say, uh, watch this show on the Roku via the Tech Podcast channel or on the Apple TV. Listen on the Amazon Echo by telling Alexa to play the latest edition of this show's name. You can listen on Stitcher, watch or listen on Blueberry.com or tell Google Home, okay, Google, to play the podcast and then the podcast name. Um, that's what I, I, I tell that in every episode of my show to instruct the listening audience how to play. Now, this is the existing audience, obviously, but I also have new listeners that are coming in every episode, so I want to give them all the options on how to listen or watch the show on a variety of devices. But I also, in the intro to the show, talk about the, um, of course, iTunes and Android and Google Play and all those other places. But I give everyone the full stack of what their options are to listen to this um, podcast. Now, one of my fans unlocked the the secret uh, word you have to tell Google Play or Google Home on how to play a podcast because we're trying to figure it out. And again, uh, my, my Google Play is going to, or my Google Home is going to react. It's, it's, I'll say it quietly. Okay, Google. It's, see, it just, it heard me say it and it's, it's waiting for me to say something. So uh, it, it's going to wait now. Then I say, uh, it's going to respond. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, play the podcast Geek New Central and it'll play the latest episode. So, yeah. Yeah. um, I've got it sitting here two feet away from me. So that's, you know, it's, I tell my audience how to do it, but at the same time, I, if someone's listening on that device and I say it exactly the way you're supposed to say it, <laughs> it, uh, it, re, it'll, it'll flip it and make them restart the show. <laughs> well, and, and soon these, these devices won't have to be, at, um, you won't have to talk to them quite as structured either. I don't believe. Right. So, um, <laughs> hopefully they'll get a little more natural language, um, capable, um, but they do need to have some sort of an audio trigger to to initiate their their engagement because um, and different- if they they're constantly engaging unless they're so smart that they they know when you're talking to them or when they're not right. But there's you know there's things that podcasters can do too, and there's a pretty smart and there's some ways that you can. I think Joe Rogan has put something in together for his show. Um, that is you know, relatively simple to make the uh, Google Home understand um, how to play a show, and it's not as many complex words. But you know, it's uh, um, you know, it's something we're all going to be looking at. But it does that doesn't really get us back, Rob, to the <laughs> conversation I had about growing the audience, right? Yeah. Um. In and unfortunately, this is what it is. You just gotta, you know, you gotta grind. You know, you got to grind and do the shows and, you know, go where your audience is. And, you know, I always see a huge boost after CES. Why? I promote the hell out of the show 
in my content for my interviews at CES, I'm getting exposure to audience that have never listened to my podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and they they listen to the interview, and okay, so what you know, on average now this year I didn't do as many. I personally did about forty interviews at CES, which mm-hmm. is usually about my normal, but I didn't combine them. You know, all told, we probably did 150, 160. So Mm -hmm. this year I focus on only having my content on my site. And uh, so, yes, I'm going to drive people back. What is those numbers equal to? I don't know. As long as I see steady growth, I'm good. But, you know, I I do those events because I know that it's going to gain me new listeners back to the core show. Yeah. Yeah, and... Growth for your show is sometimes unpredictable. I mean, that's been my experience. You, you just don't know. You just keep doing it every week, you yeah. know, and something breaks or you get a link somewhere or you just never know where that, that spike in audience is going to come from. Maybe you just happen to do a topic on your show and you've done your SEO and, and done good titles and it just connects, right? And you get a, a growth spurt. So what I'm actually finding to be more effective right now, and since I mm-hmm. changed my introduction, because what I'm trying to do in my introduction of my show is to give within the first two minutes of the show, people understanding what's going to be in the show. So I've mm-hmm. gotten a lot of feedback from folks that when I start the show, I list five or six topics of what I'm going to talk about today, the top topics. Mm-hmm. And those five or six teasers at the beginning keep people through at least the first uh, 20 to 30 minutes of the, of the oh, program and, and, and get some intrigue <clears throat> to maybe they'll fast forward to the content. I don't know, but they're at least staying and I'm, you know, it, it's, it's basically helping the audience understand what's going to be in today's show. Because if you're just doing the show and you're not really talking about what you're going to talk about at the beginning, people have to wait for it. Then, you know, it's, yeah. and it's a change that I've made here recently and it's, it's working out well. Another thing too, is make sure you're titling your show right today. So what did I call our show today? And, and I didn't do a good job out of, I said, uh, today we're news and rumors. Okay. New media show number 159 news. Is that, um, enough to get people later to pull in? And if I don't have a rumor to share, then are we false advertising? You know, so <laughs> And we did, we, you know, it's, we essentially have the rumor on the serious thing. So I'm, you know, playing that for every penny it's worth. Yeah. I was thinking about this the other day. I was thinking about, uh, Leo Laporte and the twit network. Right. He has this, um, he's been doing it for years and years, how he titles his episodes. And, and if you think about it, I'm not sure it makes many, makes much sense because I don't know if you've, you know, if you remember Todd, that he typically titles his episodes, in a way that's almost like it, you know, he's trying to play a joke or something. He's trying to be funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you go back and you look at his episode lists on many of his um, shows, there's there's no, you don't really know what the heck they're talking about in their episode. I mean, it, it just it's like this weird thing. I can I can probably pull it up here. And, he he queries and, the audience too. I think doesn't he? And he well, he, he he determines what the title episode is going to be after he finishes the show. Correct, but but he usually pulls something that it was something funny that right. one of the co-hosts said, or there was some some thing in there that um, that he thought was interesting. But when you actually read the, the actual titles themselves, 
it's actually um, doesn't really tell anybody what the topic was. Right. Hey, uh, <laughs> um, which kind of defeats the purpose, right? And for those of you that are joining us on YouTube today, you can also come join the live chat at facebook.com forward slash Cochran, C-O-C-H-R-A-N-E, because we're uh, doing real good on Facebook, on YouTube numbers today. So uh, if you want to come over and chit chat with us or at newmediashow.com forward slash live, is another place you can come and add to the chat. So I'm going to pull up uh, one of his episodes from uh, Windows Weekly, and we can we can talk about it a little bit, but um, it seems to be loading slow. So it's you know it's a standard yeah. SEO tactic though to load your title. You know that's a you know load your title, and then in your description, make sure that whatever you loaded your title with, make sure that's duplicated in the description. That helps with your you know, with your Google indexing and having that as a keyword and all yeah. that stuff. So, yeah. you know, all that goes into this whole thing. And I probably, you know, impact uh, my SEO negatively because I still use on like this show, it's NMS number 159 and then a title. Is there a reason to do that? It's, I, mean, I guess I'm old school and that's the way I've always done it. Uh, do yeah. I need to do that anymore? Probably not. But it used to be yeah. that the reason we did it and we had a numbering system was that it showed up sequentially in some players that really didn't know what the newest episode was. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, that's always been, and if you go back to the very early, early MP3 players, right. they had very limited um, character count that right. would display on the screen. And if you look at uh, what uh, Leo does for Windows Weekly, um, the latest episode of w Windows Weekly is WW. Uh, four seven nine Luke, comma I am your node name. That's the name of his episode. Right. Um, <laughs> and it's like, okay, what does that have to do with? And then another one was uh, Citizen Pizza, um, and another one was Jaunty Picks. So it's like, you know, how do you, you know, <laughs> Mary Joe storms out. Well, that that just throws out, you know, very popular podcasts, obviously, and a lot of it's because Leo's Leo, but. You know, uh, it just goes to show that maybe it doesn't mean nothing to have a great catchy title because <laughs> look at what Leo does. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really, really funny. You know, I mean, I mean you look at a guy like him who's been doing this for so long, has had such success in the medium and and from what I can tell, continues to have success. And um, his his practices, I mean, you kind of see what he's doing and, and uh, he is holding on to a lot of the old ways that this medium was built around you know yeah. with the you know with the episode numbers and yeah. the acronym kind of like at the beginning um i mean because we both do that too yeah but i see a lot of podcasters don't do that yeah, they they'll don't just do put it. in there just the the name yep. of the episode right yeah uh and that's all they have there, there's no episode number and we, we we basically and if you're using powerpress we added those seo features so that it would help people that don't news use the numbering system if you have a title then at the end it adds automatically uh you can have it append your show name or something like that onto it so you know we mm -hmm. we, we you know we, I, I don't even follow this, some of the you know stuff that we've put out for podcasters to use hey i want to move on to a, a different topic rob um and i just I, i'm just shaking my head spotify is looking for original podcasts what <laughs> a big new front is opening in the war for exclusive podcasts. Spot, Spotify. So is that something new, Todd, or is a? 
Um, Spotify has been talking to podcast producers about original shows, including Gimlet, How Stuff Works, and Pineapple Street Media. According to multiple pe- people familiar with the discussion, Spotify did not make an executive available for comment, of course. The shows which Spotify would like to focus on are music, according to one producer that's spoken to the service, would be the first step in a long-term play. Um, several platforms are making to become hubs for both music and spoken word audio content. They could also serve as a value way for Spotify to grow its revenue ahead of an IPO. Many expect to ha- happen either this or next year. <laughs> so okay. we can't we can't add podcasts to Spotify because they've only got a couple of people. Yeah, exactly. It's not staffed enough. Mark McCree says, I think it would be fantastic goal for these services would have 10% of their listening time be talk, said Mark McCree. I think that's achieving, I think achieving that is a long-term play. Uh, I, I think, <laughs> uh, I'm just, I, I'm just laughing based upon what I know about Spotify and their track record here. <laughs> yeah. And, and, Show Believe me, me, we want Spotify yeah. engaged here. We want them to be involved, and we want them to um, to help you know drive listeners to this medium. And and it just unfortunately it's been a little frustrating. I think for many of us that have been you know hoping you know that things would work out here. So and it sounds like they're still engaged, and that's that's important. You know, and I think that's that's good. I mean. We had Spotify on stage at Podcast Movement talking about their their, their efforts. Um, so you know, I I still have my fingers crossed that things are gonna gonna grow and develop for that. Yeah, and you know, it's we we uh, you know we we kind of uh, grin or we we chagrin or we scold both Spotify and you know and a couple others in space for not being so inclusive, but. Uh, you know they got to do what they're going to do, and they got to figure it out on their yeah, own. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> the but, um, but but we're we're a little bit from the perspective we've seen this before. We've seen it so many times. I yeah. mean, I I faced the same issue when I was working at Microsoft. I mean, it, it, it's it's the default position that a lot of bigger companies, media companies, it's the it's the um, it's the scarcity model. It's the popularity model that they tend to fall into not really understanding what the drivers of this medium are really all about. And I had this struggle with many executives at Microsoft too. It's, it's, so this isn't a, just a Spotify thing or it's a Google thing or a, you know, Pandora thing. This is, this is kind of how people think about this medium. Uh, it, you know, how Todd and I think about it, you know, is different. Yeah. That's because we've been around this medium for so long. We see what works and what doesn't work. And, and that's, that's where we're coming from. And I know people maybe think we're, we're negative about this stuff with these folks, but in a lot of ways you kind of have to be, like can I say, you kind of have to be a little stern about it because they're not going to do something different naturally. Right. And in, in it, I had an email discussion with a company over the past couple of weeks and It's tough. It's tough to make them understand the um, the impact that they're having on their brand or the reputation that is being. 
well, they don't see the upside. You know, I try, I try to explain to them, here's the upside. If you're more open and letting more shows come in, you're going to have all these podcasters talking about your platform. You're going to get all this free advertising. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a link on their websites back to your page. This, this is promotion you can't buy. And yeah. yet, and yet, we can't do that. We don't have the resources to do it. So it's, it's a, um, and maybe they don't care. Maybe they don't see, maybe these companies don't see podcasting as helping them. But I'm going to be honest with you. Spotify, what are they? They're not a primarily a podcasting company. They're a modified music company, right? Yep. iHeartRadio, yep. what are they? They're syndicating radio stations from what was Clear Channel. You know, mm-hmm. Clear Channel is iHeartRadio. For those of you that don't know, all right, yeah. that's, you know, you heard of everything negative you've always heard about Clear Channel is iHeart, you know, about this conglomerate. So what do they do? They have all their radio stations on and they have some podcasts on. So they really care. Are they trying to get podcasters to promote to get them to listen to radio stations? I, you know, so, you know, there's there's Quid Pro Pro here. If the podcaster's on and promoting them, you know, the listeners could go listen to radio versus listen to podcasts. So... Um, you know, I think Rob, you and I probably focus a little too much <laughs> on these big platforms. Maybe it's time to start talking about the apps. Maybe we should dedicate some time to talking about the apps that are podcasting apps and uh, start and talking. Being less less concerned about these big media companies. Yeah, or, and, 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 and make yeah. sure that the, because, you know, what Rob and I were about distribution. We want syndication. We want our shows to be everywhere. We all want that. But if they're not going to be open, and they're they're going to restrict it to a segment and all these types of rules that you're going to have to follow to be on their platform. Well, well, fuck them. We'll just we'll start promoting the apps and help build their eco structure, you know. But title, like you said, I mean, a lot of the apps are built on the apples, um, you know, the Apple well, catalog. It, but at the same time, each app has its own kind of features and different stuff. So sure. Sure. You There's know. a lot of stuff, you know, that, that each of these apps do to differentiate themselves mm-hmm. in the market. And they're always pushing the envelope on that because they're competing with each other. Yep. Uh, and, and you're right, Todd, we don't talk about a lot of those apps quite yeah. as much. And I, I'm not quite sure why we don't, um, other than just, um, we're trying to, I guess we tend to try and cover what we think might be the really big impacts. But, you know, uh-huh. right now, what's being, where the, where's the podcast being consumed? Look at your stats. Look at the app. You know, if you're a podcaster yeah. and you see a, an app that's pushing a lot of people to you, you know, you better jump on that and, like, hammer that with a, you know, like a 10-inch a penny nail and, you know, bang, bang, bang on it until, you know, it's keep promoting it. And uh, where you're yeah. seeing traction, you know, hammer away. I This is completely off topic, but um, I have to oh, go ahead. Oh, on that same topic, I, I was just going to mention, sure. um, <clears throat> one of the other challenges that, that, that I see with those apps, like you were talking about is that, um, oftentimes the, the developers of those app are not really involved in the community very much. Um, it, is that kind of what your yeah. observation is too? A few of them are, but the majority of them are not. I don't have, I've, a lot of these folks I, I I've never even spoken to before. You know, and I've been involved 13 and, years here. And, you know, and I've got all kinds of ideas that would allow their apps to be better, you know, but do they, I don't, 
I don't remember anyone ever asking me for advice on what we should bring, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, because there's, there's a lot of stuff pod and maybe they should be asking the podcasters what they want in those apps too. You know, yeah. they're, they're focused on the listener part, but the podcaster, if he, you know, okay. For example, our community drives features and drives stuff that happens in our system. And the person that, uh, is the most active and hammering away at us. The, you know, the, the greasy wheel gets grease or the, you know, the squeaky wheel gets greased. Right. And yep. the person that comes to us says, man, have you guys got this done yet? Or can you add this? And I'm hearing from them every month and they're like, where are we at on this? You know, that makes me listen. And I, in that maybe that'll get popped up a little bit higher on the priority list. Cause I know someone really wants it. And when we add it, they're really going to promote it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, and that's again, that's it's it's promotion you can't buy. Um, and if it makes sense and it's a good idea, you know, we give them credit where credit's due, and roll something in. Uh, you know, it's you know every platform can be better, and we all get inputs from our audiences and from our customers, and those are the the people we should listen to the most. I think the maybe we're not the exact customer for the app, but we should go to these app guys and say, how come, how come you're not doing this or why don't you add this or, you know, and what you can actually do is you could help an app increase their ranking, uh, by having them implement stuff that you want and then promoting the crap out of it. Yeah. So hey, we, go ahead. I would be really interesting to have, um, Marco Arment, um, on the show at some point. Oh, he'd I'd, be good. Yeah. I'd say he's the one that's kind of pushed the envelope on this stuff as much as pretty much anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I think I've, I think I tried to invite him on at one point, but for some reason we didn't connect up. But um, do you know Marco? I too? don't. I don't. Oh, you don't. Okay. So, I may, I may have his email. I'll look for it. Um, okay. Because I let's let, let's try and reach out to Marco and get his perspective. I know he's he's got a little bit of a different perspective on this medium just mm-hmm. from the standpoint that he doesn't come from this medium like us. Yep. So, um, he's more of, you know, newly into this medium so he can maybe bring a little different perspective. So it'd be great to have him on. I do. I do want to toot my own horn just a little bit. We, um, we put an article up this week, um, talking about our affiliate program. Oh and, yeah. I saw that. Yeah. And, uh, I want to thank the, a couple of folks that, uh, that participated and and provided this information. Uh, obviously, uh, uh, Daniel Lewis, Daniel J. Lewis from the Dacia Podcast, had talked about uh, in depth. Uh, and, you know, it takes a lot, and it's pretty brave to put your your numbers out there on on what you earn. But uh, you know, Daniel's a, a a pretty big case study of of what's possible by getting involved in an affiliate program that you really support. Um, also, uh, Colin Gray, founder of the podcast host and his discussion, he doesn't necessarily share numbers, but he talks about his, um, his exposure. So, um, um, so I, you know, I think when it comes to, um, advertising on your show, if you're not getting any offers from, uh, you know, CPM type vendors, you know, commission junction and those types of places are always uh, options. And mm-hmm. at some point in the near future, I'm going to talk about some strategies that you can use to increase your chances of a, 
an, an a particular affiliate program that you're working with than succeeding. Um, mm-hmm. It's in that many times it's not a short-term solution. It's a multi-year process. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I think I recently have unlocked some ideas that will help folks that are doing affiliate stuff. And this is not, I'm not a network marketing guy. I'm not an internet marketing guy. I just know what's worked for me. So uh, I'll probably be doing some some sharing on that at some point in the in the near future. But uh, anyway, okay. thanks to Daniel and um, and Colin for sharing their experiences with us. So sorry for the tooting my own horn thing, but Rob, what what do you guys got going on over there at uh, at Spreaker? Oh, we've just been um, kind of adjusting to the big change that we made to the stats. Um, you know, the public stats versus the private stats. And we've been, you know, trying to, trying to react to the community as we, <laughs> you know, and we talked about it on last week's episode of the show about how we speaker has public app, uh, public stats. Um, so you can get in and see how many people are playing and downloading your episode right on your show page. Um, so everybody can see it. And we decided to take that down and, a lot of people didn't like that. So, um, so we've been trying to figure out, you know, trying to, you know, figure out a go forward strategy on how we can deploy that in a more sensible way to take into account all levels of podcasters that may maybe want their stats public um, for <clears throat> for whatever reason, uh, and then those that want it private. Um, th- there can be a lot of reasons uh, why a, a person would want their stats public. And there's a lot of reasons why somebody would want their stats private. So, um, so that's what we're wrestling with is that that particular issue. So, well, we've had our own stats drama going on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> through our upgraded system and uh, you know the processor biting off more than it can chew could chew mm-hmm. and some other things, but. I'll just make a a simple, simple statement. (laughs) And podcasters, don't take this the wrong way, but you guys are batshit crazy over your stats. (laughs) (laughs) Are you surprised, Todd? I'm not. I know. I we we were we were taken aback. It's a sensitive topic. Well, it's. I mean, like. I, I guess maybe I, I forget. You know, it's, I've been in the space long enough now. I don't look at my stats very often. <laughs> but when I was early in the space, I looked at them every day, maybe a couple of times a day. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, I, I forget about the excitement of looking and see where the numbers were. And yeah. uh, so, you know, the longer you're a podcaster, the less often you go in and look at your stuff because you're focused on building a show and you're not so focused on the stats. But oh man, <laughs> oh man, it can be. Uh, it, it, and this was really our first experience to getting some blowback because we we you know well we had some we had some we didn't lose any data, but we were slow to update data, and that uh, that definitely caused. Uh, whew. <laughs> you know, I I uh, I I, re- I call it when someone's on blast. You know, when my phone rings, I don't know who it is, and I try to answer every call. And not even hello. <laughs> it's like what the fuck is Where wrong with my stats? stats? I'm like, <laughs> and I'm getting it like I'm holding the phone, you know, a foot back. You know, I'm like, uh, okay, your name, 
your show. I'm sorry. You know, and they're like, I don't, you know, you, you, you do everything you can to calm someone down, but they, and, 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 okay. And then you get into their show and you look at it and you're like, you know, like 52 listeners or something. You're like, and you're screaming at me at the top of your lungs. Please be calm. Please be calm. Don't, you know, don't have a heart attack. <laughs> well, there's a lot of people that link up their um, how they feel about themselves with their numbers, you know. And I, I think it's a very personal thing to many people. It is. It is, and, yeah. and we we fully understand that. So um, yeah. we're very sensitive to, um, you know. But we're tr- we're trying to expand the data we're providing, right? <laughs> you know, another layer of the onion, and uh, we peeled it a little too deep um, for what resources we had available for it. We think we're we're ahead of it, but now we've got one little thing left to to fix. And what we found is that um, for us specifically, and Angel probably doesn't want me to tell this, but the paid customers can go in and refresh. And uh, when they refresh, it um, it updates their stats within the last hour. Um, we process them every so many hours automatically and update them, but someone can come in and hit refresh. And, this, mm-hmm. and to refresh now, it's it's a much more complicated process because we're like I said we've peeled the onion back another layer. So yeah. before fifty people could hit refresh at a time and it wouldn't have caused any trouble. <laughs> um, that's not the case anymore. So now we're queuing and we're queuing the refresh and it doesn't help. Someone comes in and hits the refresh button seventeen times in a row while it's saying hey, we're doing this for you. <laughs> As the server melts down, right, right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I'm not running. I'm running on like, you know, these are not cheap. These are like thousand dollar a month server packages. You know, not just one. You know, these are like these are not these are not small machines or databases. These are these are massive. Uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, we're talking about uh, you know very very expensive uh, hardware to do this. So. <laughs> It's not like I've just got some, you know, core Box five of, machine uh, on it or something. You know, you know some Pentium four <laughs> under your desk. No, right? no, no. <laughs> you know, this is a this is a big bad dog in a data center. You know, but yeah. And well, that's well, you know, it's what happens when you've got you know forty five fifty thousand people. That's you know, you're bringing in millions and millions of new data points. You know, every day. Um, that's a lot. The data adds up, and we've been doing this since uh, 2005. So you can imagine how massive the database is. <laughs> Todd, actually, speaking of the whole um, desktop computer under the desk, my first uh, website that I did for my radio show back in '99 was actually hosted on a on a Windows PC under a guy's desk in an IT department. Well, when Seriously. I <laughs> when I when I had my BBS. And those of you who don't know what a BBS is, go ahead and look it up. I run a Wildcat multi-line BBS. Uh, when I was in Guam, I ran a, a four-line system. And then when I went to the, came to the mainland, living in, in uh, Pax River, Maryland, it, just, it wasn't going to work. I couldn't get four lines in the house to begin with, and I wanted to grow bigger. So there was an internet service provider in town, and I went and I said, Can I, I, I need to plug in to, the, you know, to your network. And I yeah. said, I don't need a lot of space. I'm going to have uh, two machines in there, a bunch of, and we were using racks of, oh man, it was crazy, CD changers, a whole bunch of stuff. And uh, um, 
he says, I've got a closet uh, that we could stuff you in. And I'm like, closet's cool. <laughs> so what I did is. Top shelf back in the corner. Uh, no, right? I'm not yeah. kidding you. He, he gave me the closet. I emptied it out. It was a broom closet. And along one wall, I put a shelf. And on the backside, I put another shelf. And I put the computers in and monitors. And we dropped the land cord into a network, got it all hooked up. And yeah. then in order to get into the room, I would open the door and pull a chair out. And then I would uh, walk into the room and, and bring the chair with me and sit down. And he didn't like the closet door open, so I had to shut the door. And I literally worked in a closet <laughs> in order to have my system online. So yeah. then when I moved to Hawaii, um, I will say that uh, for about mm, eight or nine years, um, I ran uh, the bulletin board via my cable modem. Yeah, but I was, and I had all kinds of firewalls in effect to make sure that the cable provider could not get to that machine. And, you know, I blocked, like I mapped out the entire cable network and figured out where their administration layer was, and I blocked those IPs from being able to ping that machine. And <laughs> I did everything I could to protect it from being discovered, and they never did, or at least they never said anything. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. yeah, I know it's it's. It's funny to think about where we started in this stuff way back in the early days of the internet, because um, both of us were involved at the very beginning of this medium. Yeah, and I've seen it. Um, you know, it used to be a novelty back then, right? It used to be something unique and yeah, and very challenging actually to to work with. Um, now it's like taken for granted. Yep. Everybody's doing it. Um, it's, it's lost its pizzazz in some ways. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's so a part of everybody's life now that it's, it, it's almost like thinking about like the telephone or something, you know, it's just, you just take it for granted now. So the, you know, I don't get any questions anymore. I say, I do a podcast. Oh, where's it at? And I tell them the website and then I tell them I run a podcasting company that gets eyebrows. And what do you mean you run a podcasting company? And I explain that and that gets, you know, oh, wow. And, you know, then they want to know more. But, um, you know, before a uh, podcast, what the hell's a podcast? I've never had anybody, I mean, I can't remember the last couple of years me telling someone that I had a podcast and they didn't like, oh, and they immediately asked me, where's it at? I think the, re hmm. I think the, I think the number of people who know what podcasting is, is much higher than what these surveys show. I just, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. But, I would agree with that. So. And, but also I, um, it's, it's still difficult when somebody asks me, um, what I do right. to, to, to explain to them what, what I do in the job that I have. Um, I still find that it's, it's, um, it's sometimes challenging for people to understand what I do. And, you know, I don't know about you. So uh, Daniel asked me a question. When is the next podcast legends episode? Oh man, I'm going to tell you, um, I need an assistant. I really do. <laughs> I was wondering uh, about that too. The yeah, other day, I, I need, I need someone to help me book guests. I'm not good at it. I'm really not good at it. I'm great at doing the show, but booking episodes is not good. So if anyone wants like just to help me with booking, drop me an email. I, you know, I, I don't want to hire anyone in the Philippines. I don't want a PA. I want to, uh, if you're a podcaster and you're, you know, want to maybe earn a little extra cash or something, help me book, uh, book people for the show. Um, drop me a line, you know, 
And I guess that's the only way I'm going to get this thing is is to get some help. I'm just uh, I'm CPU'd out. You know, my my Pentium four is at uh, at ninety nine percent. Todd, I would uh, I would come on and do do the show with you, but uh, I do the show with you every week, so I don't. Well, but show. but but no, Rob, you're, we're going to have to get you on and tell your whole story. Oh, okay. You know, you and I know what your story is, but not everyone knows your whole story from back before even podcasting was a thing. So, so how much time do you usually devote to that? An hour. <laughs> you got, you got an hour. You know, and, and well, whatever it takes. I I don't say we have to yeah. quit it an hour, but. You know, I think you can cover the majority of your. If you if you can't tell what you've done in the past twelve years in an hour, well, maybe you can't. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. So yeah, I was, I was doing this stuff before there was podcasting. Yeah. So. Yeah, I wasn't. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I was fixing airplanes, flying them, doing doing missions over the spy. You uh, spy you. Yeah, well, I'm not going to use that word. <laughs> but I did live by the I did live by the saying, "God we trust, all others we monitor." So, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah so okay. if you if you want to help out, let me know. I I think it's time to. That's the only way I'm going to get the show back on track, is to get some help. But um, anyway, that's that's it for today. I think we're we're already long. Yeah, and uh, I've got another interview coming up. That's another thing too. I've been doing a lot of interviews, but it's good. Uh, yeah, it's good. Um, appreciate the uh, folks that are considering me. So I'm going to see you uh, next week. Yeah, I um, I fly into. I'm going to Tampa first. Uh, fly in there Wednesday right. to Wednesday morning to go see your daughter. I'll see yeah, her, and awesome. then I'll be in probably two three o'clock, maybe on Thursday afternoon. Well, maybe two o'clock, something like that. I'm not getting in real early. I know there's stuff going on during the day, but are you going to any of that stuff on Thursday in the morning? I don't know. Maybe I'm not sure. I get in uh, at about four thirty on the twenty second. Okay. So Wednesday. Yeah. So, so maybe I'll be in by noon. I don't know. Barry Cants, our uh, CFO, is going to meet me, and uh, uh, then we'll twenty third, twenty fourth, and twenty fifth, and then on the twenty sixth, twenty seventh, we have Rob Voice has their annual planning retreat right in the same hotel so if you're hanging out there we're going to be the whole team is going to be there uh sunday and monday karib uh, royale is that where you're doing it yeah yeah we've uh rented a villa Ooh. yeah so we'll be hanging out in one of the villas so i, I don't know if there's going to be too much bikini action maybe to distract us i don't know <laughs> You know, we normally do this in Chicago where there is no distractions in the wintertime. So when are you flying back, though? I come back on the 28th. The 20th? Okay. Yes. Yeah, I'm I'm staying out through the 3rd. Yeah, so what happens then is Angelo comes in on the 25th. Um, he will be there in the afternoon, and then uh, uh, Barry and him are going to do NRB um, Tuesday mm-hmm. through whatever that show and date yeah. is yeah i'm i'm doing that show as well so yeah. uh and, that should be interesting and any of you that have faith-based <clears throat> shows that are in <clears throat> the orlando area uh the national religious broadcaster conference is going on uh next week after you know the following week the 28th I guess it's not next week two weeks from now and it's uh, it's a conference that's very similar to the NAB mm-hmm. 
Um, but it just is very focused on that, um, that genre of religious broadcasters from a, from the television side, radio side, and growingly the podcast side since, um, the number one genre in podcasting, if you didn't yeah. know is religious podcasters. Yeah. So and we've got a huge segment of that business using our tools on their, you okay. know, on their website, but you know, most of these churches are running off WordPress, so it makes sense. So, yep, it does make sense. Okay. Yep. Um, Bada bing, bada boom. Thanks, everyone, for being here. We'll see you at uh, PodFest. Make sure you come up and say hello. Let us know if you're listening to the new media show when you when you say hello to us. We want to know that as well. We want to know who you are. And, uh, of course, Rob and I will be there for our respective companies as well. So, so we're not going to do a show next Saturday because yeah, no. we're both going to be uh, tied up. Yep. But uh, we'll be back the, the following the week. The 4th. The 4th. Yeah. Yep. We can do it on the 4th. I sure. Know think there's any conflict so anyway but everyone thanks for being here todd okay. at new media show or geek news at gmail.com you can follow me at geek news on twitter rob uh rob greenlee.com uh, my email is um, <clears throat> rob at spreaker.com and that's with an r that's the best way to reach me and then um, also i have an email rob at rob greenlee.com too so if you want to send it more of a personal thing and for those of you that have been watching on YouTube, uh, just remember newmediashow.com is the place to go to subscribe to the show. And same for those of you on Facebook, get subscribed so that you get the show delivered if you miss an episode live. And, of course, we always have the chat room open at uh, both of those sites, at newmediashow.com forward slash live and at facebook.com forward slash Cochran. All right, everyone, see you next time here on the New Media Show. Bye.